Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me today for our podcast. In just a minute, I'm going to talk to you about managing failure, managing failure. Our last podcast, we started on this subject, and today I want to continue because I think it's very, very important for every leader to know how to manage failure. But before we begin, I want to remind you that on October 2nd, I will be in Canton, Ohio. And when I'm in Ohio, I will be talking about uh, the four seasons of a leader's life and going through the various seasons and the nature of those seasons, why people get stuck and how to navigate through them. And then on October 19th and 20th, we will be having our pastor's conference here in Plano, Texas. NTLC, the North Texas Leadership Conference, uh, will be here. And I want to invite you to come because being in the room is a game changer. It's one thing to listen. It's another thing to listen and to feel. When you get in a room with leaders from everywhere and they begin to just create the energy, it becomes a multiplying effect. And what I can tell you is that whenever I've been in the room, whatever I've been in the room, that room has had an impact and it's had a great influence on me. So I want to invite, you can sign up for both of these at GeraldBrooksMinistries.com on the October 19th and 20th. There are partial registrations that are available. It gets you in the room. It gets you hearing the content. It gets you in that explosive environment. So you can sign up there. I think it's important when it comes to managing failure as a leader that you choose your mistakes wisely. And I know that that sounds strange, choosing your mistakes wisely. But every leader is going to fail. Every leader is going to make mistakes. Every leader is going to have team members that fail. Every leader is going to have to teach people who fail how to get up and to succeed. And all of those um, attributes have got to be individually true about the leader. So I think when it comes to failure, you've got to make some choices. You've got to choose your mistakes wisely. So mistakes that I do not permit. Let's just talk about that. These are mistakes. These are failures that I do not permit. Number one is character failure, just character failure. Now, character failure are the failures that are the most devastating because it's not about an organization failing. It's not about an event failing. It's about an individual failing. And they cannot be ignored. They cannot go unaddressed. They must be dealt with decisively. As leaders, we ask others to trust God, but the process begins when people can trust and believe in us. And where there's the absence of character, that just can't happen. And so to me, the kind of failure and mistake that just has to be taken off the table is you can fail in a thousand ways. You can fail at a thousand things, 
but you cannot fail at character. That is where you have to learn to win on the inside. And as I say frequently, the biggest battle that every leader faces, no one sees. Those are the interior battles. No one's going to see those battles going on, but those interior battles have to be mastered because no one will know about those battles unless you lose them. Then people will look around and they will say, how in the world did this happen? And no one will know that the greatest battles that were going on were those character mistakes, those character failures. Another one is responsibility failures, abdicating it to others. See, when you're a leader, you're saying that you'll be responsible. You're saying that you will step up to the plate and you will begin to address responsibility in your life. And so it's important that you understand that in leadership, you can delegate circumstances. You can delegate jobs, but you do not get to delegate responsibility. In my organization, I'm ultimately responsible. I'm responsible for everything. I'm responsible to everything. And ultimately, I'm responsible. And someone says, well, you didn't even know that was going on. It doesn't matter. I'm the one who commissioned the people to be involved. I'm the one who set up the structure of involvement. And time and time again, I've looked at people and I've said that when it comes to life, I'm responsible. Refusing to go the first mile, that is a responsibility failure. The second mile may be tough. The first mile is, re- is expected. You've got to go that first. You've got to step up and be responsible. If it's your room, you're responsible. If it's your event, you're responsible. Here recently, I had a team member, and they're a wonderful team member, so I don't want you to get this wrong, but they had been involved in an event, and that event was an event that they oversaw. But that event ended up having some disarray about it that the cleanup after it wasn't as good as it should have been. Well, there's another team member who's coming in to do that, uh, the next event, and they have to walk into a room that is inadequate for their event, and it sends everyone scrambling. Why? Because a part of our job is to take responsibility. And that is how it begins is our responsibility, how it happens is our responsibility, but how it finishes is our responsibility. And we never handle anything where we make it harder on the next person to do it. So when it comes to mistakes, failures, Character failures, those are going to be addressed quickly. We don't go there. We don't cut corners. We don't lose where it's most important. People have to trust us. People have to believe in us. Responsibility failures. We don't get to point fingers and say, you're responsible. No, if you're the leader, you are responsible. And you make responsibility the high standard that it is. Because next to character, responsibility is it. But there's another kind of failure, and those are repeated failures. 
See, I can handle failure. I can handle when a team member disappoints. I can handle when a team member misrepresents their ability to do something. And maybe they said they could operate at a level 10, but they could only operate at a level seven. But the thing about it is this, repeated failures. We don't get to fail at the same thing. As I tell people, be creative. If you're going to fail, fail at something different today than you did yesterday. Why? Because whenever you fail, you have to be a quick learner. You have to be a quick learner. You have to be able to look, you have to be able to see, and you've got to be able to make the decision. You have to be a quick learner. And then there's moments of failure that are normal cycles of failure. And so what that is, is that we know that in baseball, that there's a percentage of failure that is going to happen, that a hitter's not going to hit 10 out of 10. If they're very good, they're going to hit 3 out of 10. So what does that mean? There's this continuing cycle of failure. But one of the things is that may be normal in baseball, but in your life, you have to stop the cycles of failure. You don't let one bad moment lead to another bad moment. I remember that we had a young man in our church who eventually played college football, eventually played pro football, and eventually won the Super Bowl. And I can remember when my son, Cody, was playing baseball, and he was having mentally a little bit of a challenge because he had gone through a bad game, a bad moment, a bad time. Well, in that bad moment, that bad time, here's what happened. It started getting in Cody's head, and it became a cycle of failure. And this young man who had won the Super Bowl, he took Cody aside, and he said, you can never let a bad bad play lead to another bad play. You just can't do that. You, you can't let one moment lead to another. You never let failure repeat itself and become a cycle. That leads to the fourth one, attitude failures. See, long before you replicate actions, you share your attitude. Attitudes multiply, so they must be addressed quickly. And what we know is, is that attitudes are contagious. And what happens is a bad attitude can become rampant. And so attitude failures, well, I just don't care. Well, it doesn't mean anything to me. Well, when you're doing all of that, it creates an environment where you are literally going to find yourself just being toxic to the organization. Attitudes can multiply. Attitudes can be toxic, and no one gets to carry a bad attitude. See, attitudes are our choices. They are within our control. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. 
You have to be able to manage the attitudes. You have to be able to look at the attitudes and say, I'm not going to let a bad attitude become the norm for me. But then there's another kind of failure, courage failure. And this is where a leader no longer has the courage to get out front. See, you cannot lead from behind. You have to take a step forward. You have to take a step ahead. Leaders must be out front. If a leader lacks courage, the people will respond with fear. People follow a courageous leader because it gives them faith that everything will be all right. But when there's a lack of courage, people react with fear. And fear will devastate individuals. It will devastate people. It will devastate the environment. It will devastate everything. Another type of failure is the failure to change. Our convictions, they have to be resolved. But our styles, they can be adjustable. So what I know is that as a leader, you cannot fall victim to the comfort zone. And the comfort zone is something that gets everybody. You've got to be able to look at the comfort zone and you've got to say, I'm not going to live there, even though it's where I feel that that I am at peace. You just can't live there. The failure to change. And then number seven, dream failures. Failing to dream. Failing to keep the dream. Failing to share the dream. See, these are mistakes that you do not want to make. Everyone's going to fail, but it can't be a character failure. It can't be a responsibility failure. It can't be a repeated failure. It can't be an attitude failure. It can't be a courage failure. It can't be a failure to change. And it can't be a dream failure. These are not wise failures. But that brings us to the next thought. And that is, what are the failures I'm willing to tolerate? If I'm not willing to handle the failures that we've just mentioned, the seven then what are the failures I'm willing to tolerate? Because as a leader, I'm going to be faced with my failure. I'm going to be faced with other people's failures. I'm going to be faced with society failures. What are the failures that I am willing to tolerate? I know I can't tolerate character or responsibility or repeated failures. I get it that attitude failures, courage and failure to change and dream failures They cannot be a part of the package that I permit, but what are the ones that I can tolerate? Well, let me walk you through a few of those. Failures which happen because I trusted people. See, if I'm going to lead, then I have to trust. And I have to not only trust God, but I have to trust people. And there are times when I've trusted people and that trust didn't pay off. 
But if I'm going to lead, I can't pull back and a shell and say, I'm never going to trust people again. What I have to understand is there are going to be times when I trust people and they disappoint me. But I have to give people the benefit of the doubt on the front end. And one of the things that I truly am is I'm a high trust individual. I believe you want to do what you say you do, and I believe that you will do. But I failed at times because I believed in people I shouldn't have, but I choose to fail because I will keep believing in people. I will never grow cynical and say, I'm just not going to go there. I'm not going to do that. To the contrary, what I am going to do is I am going to understand when you trust people, there will be people who disappoint you. But the only way you can lead is with a trust level. Another kind of failure I'm willing to tolerate are creative failures. Creative failures are like these, where you try new things. See, We've done so many things in our organization that didn't work out. We used to have a Saturday night service, but to grow that service, we did a Saturday night dinner. That Saturday night dinner failed on us. It didn't do anything, so we changed. Well, what was set forth for us was it was a creative trying new ways of doing things, trying to be better at what we do. We're always trying to be creative. So creative failures. Creative failures are a part of the package. You can't fall in love with the old. You have to be willing to do something that's new. But the new requires that at times there will be failure. Initiative failures. Someone takes initiative, but when they take the initiative, they do it wrong. And they do it at the wrong time or they do it at the wrong place. And because they do it at the wrong time or they do it at the wrong place, it doesn't work. People who get out of the priorities so they major on a minor. See, I want people to take initiative. And when I say people take initiative, I want that. But a part of wanting that is this. Sometimes when people take initiative, they're going to do it wrong. They're going to do it in a wrong way, a wrong time. But that's all right. Another type of failure I'll tolerate are growth failures. And growth failures are, you're just growing. And, and you feel like you can accomplish things. But many times success, as you grow, is elusive. And so you attempt to do something, but when you attempt to do it, the first time you fail at it. But what do you do? You don't throw up your hands and quit. You just keep growing. 
and all of a sudden there's something that you couldn't do that you're able to do. And so that would be growth failures. Another kind of failure that I will tolerate is failures because I'm helping others. And so there are times when I've gone all in. And because I was trying to help others, there were times when I was more committed to help them than they were committed to receive the help. And when you stand up and you represent, sometimes helping others is going to look like it hurt you. It's going to look like it just wasn't effective for you. And so failures because I was helping others. I go out there and they didn't respond to the help. They didn't do the things that were needed to sustain the help. So there's always these moments where you're looking at events and you try to help someone and you think, man, I'm just never going to do that again. That wasn't a good experience. But you have to understand that when you help others, even if it fails, it's still the best way to live. And then failures because I challenge the comfort zone. Policies which didn't make sense. Programs which no longer had any life. People who no longer had a sense of purpose. And so sometimes you've got to look at policies and get out of your comfort zone and say, yeah, this is what's written, but it's not well written. Programs that don't have any life. People who don't have a purpose. One of the things that I've learned is that I have to challenge the comfort zone whether it's in me, my organization, or at times in society. Failures that happen because we went the second mile. Giving people a second chance. Have you ever given someone a second chance and they still fell? That's all right. Going the second mile is a good thing. Positioning for people for opportunities which were beyond them. They said they wanted the opportunity, but the opportunity wasn't successful for them. And as a result, they just weren't willing to step up. People that I positioned, people that I hired. And then there's failures because I stood up for what was right. Times when I just stood up and I said, this is what is right. And there were times when I didn't tell everything I knew because it violated my clergy privilege. Times when I refused to be spiritually manipulated to hold on to the vision. And you must understand that just because you do what's right, that doesn't mean everything will turn out all right. So we look at failures and we say, hey, I'm all right standing up for what's right. 
failures because I refuse the quick fix. The quick fix makes things look better, but it doesn't always make things better. In life, you have to choose to make sacrifices for the moment, which will change the future. And so when you begin to look at life, you begin to understand that there are possibilities out there. And so failures because you didn't want the quick fix. I remember in building the building that I'm in, there came a time where we knew we needed possibilities of expansion. And the cheapest way to go was to have an X beam. Just imagine an X in the wall, a metal beam, an X beam. But here's what happened for the future. It would cost us more today, but having an L beam in there was best to give us opportunities to expand. So the quick fix would have been an X-beam. It would have saved us a lot of money. But an L-beam was what we needed, even though it was going to cost. Quick fixes are cheap, but they usually cause you problems in the future. And then failures because I chose to be decisive rather than inactive. What I've learned about leaders is leaders don't make better decisions than other people. They just make more decisions. And what leaders have learned is they lose the fear of making a wrong decision. Because leaders know you will make wrong decisions. But when you make the wrong decision, adjust, change, and move on. Admit it, acknowledge it, say it was my bad. But failures because I was decisive, those are the kind of failures I'm willing to live with rather than being stagnant. So what I want to say to you right now is this. You're going to have to manage failure. And as a leader, there are failures that you cannot tolerate. But then there are types of failures you need to tolerate. That is a part of managing failure failure as a leader. This is a little bit detailed. And it's the kind of thing I would encourage you to sit down and go over with your staff. But I just want to remind you, failure is a part of the journey. And beyond failure is usually success. If you learn to fail in the right way, success is usually in your future. So choose to fail in the right things, not the wrong things. I hope this helped you. What I want to give you is I want to remind you on October 2nd, we're going to cover the four phases of a leader's life in Canton, Ohio. If you've not heard this message, I'm telling you, you want to hear this message. It'll make a difference. I want to encourage you that on October 19th and 20th, we will be Uh, doing our North Texas leadership, you need to be in the room. All the full registrations are done, but we have partial registration, and it's what happens in that room that is explosive. Why don't you come and join us and be a part? Thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.